Hello. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to MMA and Stuff on HalfGuarded.com. My name is Matt. That is Michael Coughlin Esquire. We're going to bring you all the news and MMA and stuff here on HalfGuarded.com. You can also listen to this amazing podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, probably anywhere you can uh, listen to podcasts in general. I like to uh, play it really loud on my speakers and drive around in my car. You like to listen to yourself? I really do it for the for the benefit of the people in the suburbs of Chicago, so they can they can hear. I'm, it's guerrilla marketing. I think you should walk around with like one of those old style nineteen eighties boom boxes and have Ooh. it blaring like on your shoulder. I, I I think that would be cultural appropriation. I, I I think boom boxes can be listened to by anyone. Not big ones on your shoulder like that. You got to be a cool black guy doing hip hop. In 85, I think it's different in 2018. I, well, I'm a child of the 80s. That's Who doesn't excuse. watch 80s movies? Uh, Just because I didn't watch The Goonies or some shit. I watched you said you I didn't watched... watch any karate. I, I watched Karate Kid. I watched Ghostbusters and Robocop. Never Ending Story? No. Uh, missing out. I, I didn't watch mo- a lot of movies that children would watch because my father's an ass. But mm. other than that, like, I watched a lot of good movies. Like, I watched Blue Thunder. That was great. Do you think, like, it, it skips a generation? Or if your dad was an ass, you're an ass, too? Oh, I'm guessing it does not skip a generation. This seems like a very, very hereditary uh, character trait. You've heard of that theory, though. Like, stuff skips a generation. Like, your grand, his grandkids would be asses. Yeah, uh, well, let's be honest. Uh, my brother's children will definitely be asses. But I'm pretty sure my grandfather was an asshole. I mean, he died at, like, 45 or 49, one of those two. So he's probably in it. he probably did something wrong. Like, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a dick. He raised my father the way he raised him. Of course he's a dick. There's a good chance uh, one of the two fighters in the main event of UFC Fight Night uh, Denver, the 25th anniversary show, could die in their late 40s after the war they were wow. in. In the main event, Yair Rodriguez defeated the Korean Zombie. No one ever or, calls him Chan Sung Young. Could be What's World that? War Three. Uh, Korean Zombie could die in World War Three. He could. There, there's a lot of ways you can die. I mean, I guess um, we all. I guess we could all die in World War Three. But he's like lives in Korea, so it seems more likely. South South Korea doesn't seem that bad. I'm pretty sure that if World War III happened to start up in North Korea. Okay, it started by Donald Trump in response to North Korea. It'll really be Trump's fault, but we'll all blame North Korea until like 20 years from now. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, we really just kind of were, uh, we're a little too happy, a little too eager to, to blame them. It was him. I don't think there will be a World War III, unless it's the robots versus the humans. Well, we can only hope. I, I bet that the robots, though, I, yes. my suspicion here uh, that, I've just, that I've just worked out now is that the robots yes. are aware of this. And that instead of going through an all-out war, because think about it, man has always historically gone through an all-out war. And it's never been very successful. Everybody's dead. The resources are destroyed. The planet sucks. Whatever. 
The robots, however, will have learned from us. And so they're going to be slowly taking out mankind, not through war, because that will destroy the resources of the planet. They're just going to slowly drive us crazy and do shit with the internet or whatever, so we just kill ourselves. That's why all these suicides are up and social media. Like, you're just going to start getting like, subliminal messages or your toaster will be a little too hot or whatever it's going to be. Uh, whatever's watching you. Ask Kellyanne Conway. She knows how all this works. They could have. We're, we're never going to see it coming. Okay. I, I just think humans are uh, smart enough now to know not to start a nuclear war. I hope. Even oh, Donald really? Trump, who I don't consider uh, the smartest person in the world, I think knows that. I mean, you, you think that humanity, that the, our leaders are getting, are getting better at this, you say? No, no. I, I, I just think everyone's aware that uh, if you drop a couple nukes, it's all over. I don't know. I mean, depends Shit. on where we drop them. <laughs> Fair. Like, if we drop them in North Korea, it may not be all over. Like, that'd be that'd really be on the. Let's face it, it that'd actually be the Chinese fault because they'd have to be the ones to escalate things. Right. The well, Chinese five, have nukes. Yeah, but they'd have to like decide to kill the world because North Korea is not going to kill the world. We, we, they're they're, they're not capable, a, but it's yeah, like a domino effect. Well, maybe, but I'm thinking that as long as America only bombs shitty countries that nobody's going to like destroy the world over, like North Korea. Like, nobody's going to destroy the world over North Korea. Mm. There's been five minutes to talk about uh, absolutely nothing. Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, in the main event of the 25th anniversary show on Saturday night, we had a great fight where Yair Rodriguez defeated uh, the Korean zombie by knockout with the craziest elbow you will ever see in your life at 4.59 of the fifth round with one second left. Um to me, this was like the perfect finish on a show that really didn't get a lot of hype considering it was like a 25th anniversary sort of thing. They had some different graphics and stuff, and they played some old videos, old fighters, that sort of thing. But th this show wasn't really hyped up that well or made to seem a big deal. But um, the way this fight ended, it was it was crazy. Like, I think, like... Korean zombie like was ducking a punch or, or Yair was ducking a punch, went down, was bent over and threw this upward elbow behind him. Couldn't even see zombie. He landed it right on the chin and zombie was dead, like out cold hump lump of meat on the mat, whatever you want to call it. He was just done. And there was one second left in the fight. I had Korean zombie winning the fight up to that point. Um, just a wild finish and kind of spectacular and considering it was the 25th anniversary show, it was, um, it, it was special. It ended up being special in my mind. Yeah. It's weird that, uh, somehow on the last fight of the last of the most recent show of 25 years, they actually did something we've never seen before. Like not even like the closest anyone's ever come to this was when, uh, Anderson Silva knocked out. I think it was Tony Frickland. In a cage rage with kind of a, a back elbow. I mean, mm. this is a fluke. I don't, everybody's praising this. I'm like, I don't think Yair did this on purpose. I don't even know if he's throwing an elbow. I think he's just ducking and his arms are in a weird place. Like, if hitting somebody with an elbow was illegal, he would just be like, hey, I wasn't throwing an elbow. He just kind of got in the way. But it was a cool finish, I guess. It, it felt kind of like it happens every once in a while where you see these anticlimactic, spectacular finishes because it ends and everybody goes, what the fuck just happened? One second left in the fifth round. I thought the fight might have been over. I wasn't quite sure. It didn't look like, like – I think Paul Felder first said it looked like a headbutt, which made a lot more sense than back elbow from, I don't know, fucking your ass. 
But yeah, but uh, it was a cool finish, and uh, boy, did it get a lot of attention. For like a, a move that, again, it was cool, but it, we've seen way better knockouts. Like, yeah, you know, I, big... I thought it was like in the situation and the time and how Korean Zombie was dead. Like, I, I thought it was one of the like, top five knockouts ever. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I think I must smoke too much weed or something because, like, I don't know, like, lots of big head kicks. Like, Anthony Pettis running off the cage was cool. Or, right. Like, that wasn't a finish. I, I mean, it, I, I think Holly Holm um, and, oh. and Ronda is, is a classic one because it was an upset. And Pete Ronda Sell and Scott Smith was great. Yeah, that, that body I mean, shot. Like, I guess I've seen, I've seen lots of uh, awesome finishes. And I, I think I've become a bitter old man. I, I, I like it when I see a fighter do something spectacular on purpose. Yeah. I don't feel like this was on purpose. Okay. All right. Um, also, I don't know. I don't know how great the fight. Like, I thought the fight was fine. Yeah. But I heard all these people talking about like fight of the year, all this stuff. I'm like, I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was, it was okay. But yeah. when it was over, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you kind of got on his bike and jabbed a lot. And zombie just fucking only walks forward and tries to punch you in the face. Like, he, he's clearly got all this other talent. He uses it. You see him, like, defensively, but his game plan is simply, I'm going to get hit in the head, and I'm just going to try to hit you in the head. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because he's good on the ground. He's, he's got that twister submission win. Like, he, he's good everywhere. Um, kind of reminds me of Cerrone a little bit, in a way. I was just, yeah. like, kind of pressuring the other guy and moving forward. And I'll, I'll just strike the whole fight. But it's like, you know, if it goes to the ground, Cerrone's going to be pretty good. And we actually saw that in the co-main event, go figure. Uh, Donald Cerrone defeated Mike Perry with an armbar at 446 of the first. Um, I think Perry initially went for a takedown, got it. Cerrone was able to um, reverse, get on top. He went for like an armbar and a triangle, then eventually got the armbar uh, to finish the fight. Perry claims his arm was broken. After the fight, Cerrone brought in his uh, young son. I think the kid's name is Danger or Dangerous or something. I think his middle name is. Something weird. Um, so a, a good win for Cerrone at, at welterweight after the fight. He said he wants to go down to 155, and there's uh, potentially a big fight on the horizon for him, he's saying. Yeah, I, I the fight was fine it wasn't what anybody thought it was going to be and i think that when the fight was over perry had this look in his face like son of a bitch you decided to fight that way like he wasn't mad but it was kind of like all right you got me you're a better fighter you're a better athlete at this stuff you know more technique but come on man yeah uh, perry took him down though was the weird part perry went for the takedown yeah my guess is that was just kind of like uh something fell i I don't know what the fuck (laughs) perry's a weird perry's a weird thing And like, and like, he just like, he got reversed in a way that you shouldn't get reversed. He was on top in side control, I think. And Cerrone did like an old school, just kind of bridge and pop your hips and push the guy over, which shouldn't, again, should not work at this level, but Perry's not very good. I'm guessing his girlfriend doesn't have the greatest base when he practices with her or whatever. They broke up. I'm sure he's got another one. That's probably the problem. I saw that joke online that. He, he needs her back in his corner to get to his winning ways. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that, like a Samson and Delilah type of deal. Interesting. He's on a skid. Um, yeah, good fight. Good, good one for Cerrone. Yeah, so Cerrone um, said he wants kind to go of. down to 155, and the rumor is um, there's rumblings of a Conor McGregor-Donald Cerrone fight at this point. 
this I, I heard that too. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. That's such a weird fight to make. Yeah. I guess it's like, look, I'm happy if it happens. Anything that gives Donald Schroney like $20 million is probably a good thing. How but... I, see, I, I would love to see it because of that. And Cerrone with this win has the most wins in UFC history Jeez. and the most finishes in UFC history. He set both records with that win over Perry. Like, and to think, Cerrone I remember when he... he just doesn't get the credit he deserves because he never won a championship or whatever. But it's he's unbelievable the number of fights he's fought he'll fight anybody anytime he's fighting bigger guys at 170 um like at one time he even wanted to go down to 145 and fight aldo he's he's crazy um and i I think he's one of those guys that probably history will forget because he was never the top draw he was never the best guy but he's been a top five guy his entire career since he was a champion in WEC and he's still going relatively strong now. It's he he's impressive, especially with that record. But again, 15, 20 years down the road, I don't know if people ever really talk about Cerrone. I don't, did he actually win a title in WEC? Yeah, I think so. Find out. I I, I know he lost to Henderson, Ben Henderson at their pay-per-view got tapped out real quick. I can't remember if he won the title or not, but regardless, like, I remember when he came into the UFC and he fought Paul Kelly in his debut and he beat him like the second round, I think by submission or something. And uh, at that time, I I personally didn't really know what to expect out of the WEC integration. I thought guys like Cerrone, I'm like, ah, he's in WEC. Like, he's a good fighter. I really like the guy. But this is a step up in competition. And, oh, turns out, Donald Cerrone, pretty fucking good. I don't know of him fighting Connor. Like, I love the fight. I don't think I see anything wrong with it. It's just kind of surprising because – it feels like there's a lot of other, like, just fights that everybody wants to see Connor in. And this is kind of like, a, oh, wow, we're, we're going this way. And it also kind of makes me feel like Connor's just a guy. Mm. Like Connor's, Connor's been elevated to this special attraction, like everything is crazy. And Connor versus Donald Cerrone feels like a fight that would have been made before Connor fought for the featherweight title. And it would have maybe headlined this show. You know, it's interesting. You're right about the WEC thing. Of course He I had am. three titles. Mm, a lot of times you fucked things up. <laughs> um, I like how you were like, you're like oh, wait, hold on. What'd you say? He, uh, he had three title fights and lost all three of them. One to Varner, two to Benson. Uh, but ESPN just gave me an update. Is this uh, highlight elbow from Yair Rodriguez the greatest of all time? They asked me it on a Wednesday morning. I, I'm presuming you're going to respond no because you thought uh, it was a I'm, fluke. I'm, I'm not touching my phone. I got the phone in my uh, my headsets. Mm-hmm. It's it's working. Yes, and it's recording. I don't want to touch anything. Understood. Um, the what, one other thing that's interesting with Cerrone too, with setting this record for most wins and everything else, he did it. He debuted in the UFC in 2011. He did it in seven years. Set That's the insane. Because, I mean, we always talk about how he fights all the time. He wants to fight. He wants to fight. Once again, he's been in a lot of wars. He had that skit at 170 where he lost to Masvidal, Lawler, and Till. And um, he, the record he beat was GSP and Bisbing, who were <laughs> been in the UFC well over 10 years. I mean, you know? I mean the, both of them. I mean, Bisbing came at, at Ultimate Fighter Season 3. Right. And GSP I th- debuted well before UFC on I – don't, I don't know if UFC was on Spike at the time GSP debuted. I don't think that they were. No, he so, debuted before 05. Yeah, so, uh, or, or right around, like maybe 04 he did. So that's, uh, Donald Cerrone is going to have a bad, bad retirement. 
Like, he's going to need that 20 million bucks. And let me tell you something. That should all go through quick, like round the round the clock care that he's going to need for like 20 or 30 years. Oh, that's going to get pricey. I hope he uh, gets it. I think they should also, the co-main event should be Connor's baby versus Cerrone's baby. In a Ooh, baby there you fight. go. Yeah. We could get that, uh, that one uh, daycare center knows how to organize fights like that. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> I saw that video. Holy shit. Those oh, fucking the kids. Pound, yeah, he had side yeah, like, control. Like, I was like, when I first heard about it, I was like, ah, whatever. They're probably just fighting. It's like, oh no, this kid's really beating the shit out of him. Like, MMA is, it's so viscerally violent to see somebody on the ground getting punched. Right. And these are little children. Well, it's weird. If you see it in the cage, I don't really think about it that much. But when you see it outside of the cage, it seems really weird. You know I what I mean? It, it looks like a dead body. Kid, yeah, it, it's very strange. Like in the cage, you and I are aware of the, the greatness of a man's hips and how they can save the day. But I don't think a little three-year-old's got the hip movement for that. You know, I don't think oh. he's going to be getting his feet up there. I, I, bet, I bet three-year-olds don't drill their fundamentals all that well. Yeah, he should have got that kid back in his guard. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, Jermaine Durandamy defeated Raquel Pennington, unanimous decision, 30-27 on all three cards. Pennington tried to get it to the ground, couldn't. She missed weight prior to this fight and didn't look in very good shape, but uh, Rondamy basically outpointed her on the feet. Maybe Pennington's pregnant. You should not be fighting if you're pregnant, I hope. Also, she's a lesbian. Lesbians can get pregnant. They shouldn't, according to the will of God. I'm wearing a Korean zombie t-shirt. I think you could get pregnant by a man even if you're a lesbian. Uh, then you're not much of a lesbian. Your pre- you? reproductive organs still work. You might not be attracted to the man. The man could be attracted to you and impregnate you, though. That's possible. That, that's kind of like a, a straight guy getting AIDS, though. Like, you're not really straight then. I heard I heard a joke once. <sighs> somebody said the, the CDC has a joke. What do you call a, a straight guy who doesn't do drugs and has AIDS? Yes. A liar. Yes, that's... AIDS jokes are current. Banal Dariush defeated Tiago Moises. Uh, unanimous, unanimous decision, 30-25, 30-25, I guess they must have the new scoring in Denver, don't they? Or maybe it's the, the free weed. Uh, Macy Barber. I, I didn't know it was free there. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. I mean, a gay governor and free weed? What the fuck? My, your kind of state. Oh, yeah. Uh, Macy Barber. Made, I think it was her UFC debut here against Hannah Cyphers, also making her debut. And Barber uh, beat the shit out of her. Basically, she was the bigger fighter and um, just beat her up on the ground. Was this ground the ground and pound? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, and like afterwards, they were all kind of like pointing out, right, somewhat justifiably so that you don't see ground and pound like that out of women. Yeah, women's strawweight so, fight. So clearly, she's. Uh... I don't know. I was going to make like an abusive husband joke and he taught her everything she knows, but mm. spousal abuse is not funny, people. You should oppose it. Uh, only consensual abuse is good, which was the case in this fight. Uh, yeah, Barber uh, cut a promo after. Um, she seemed to have a little charisma, some star potential there, and called out um, the hell's her name? She, she called out somebody Mackenzie like... Mackenzie Dern. Like, Mackenzie yeah. Dern. Like a, like a, it was a very smart call out. Mm. And it was it kind of caught me off guard because one, you don't see women show personality because they don't have to. You know, women have never developed personalities so as a sex, just boobs. But uh, yeah, and she was young too. 
I think. Or she looked young. Maybe yeah. she just looked healthy. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Kefir, she called out someone. She got herself a little bit of a probably a, a future fight. It's a good way to jump in line. And at whatever weight class this is, 15, 20, it's, if she's calling out Mackenzie Dern, she's got to be prepared to fight anywhere from 115 to like I don't know, 170. So it shows a lot of courage there. Mike Trezano defeated Luis Pena. Uh, split decision. Yeah. Okay. On the prelims, Ashley Yoder defeated Amanda Cooper. Bobby Moffitt defeated Chaz Skelly. This was a weird one. I don't know if you oh, yeah. this fight. Um, the ref checked his arm. He was in a dar Skelly's arm, and it was like limp or something. So the ref called the fight off. Skelly was not out, though. Then the ref watched the replay and said his arm did go limp, and he loses by technical submission. Yeah, this is a, it's a tough one. Obviously, you always want to defer to the ref and fighter safety, blah, blah, blah. We all know that routine crap that nobody really believes. Like, everyone has to say, oh, I believe in fighter safety as I watch somebody get kicked in the fucking head with a shin. But um, I do think on chokes, I've always thought that, you know, chokes should get a little bit longer because there's no real damage that comes from holding a choke for another second or two. Like an arm bar, you can break something or whatever. Fine, I get it. But like a choke, make sure the guy's really out. However... I think he might have been out. You, you can go out and come back real quick. And honestly, there was a little bit of the way that um, his arm kind of fell when the referee touched him that made me think maybe he really was out for a split second. Regardless, he was in a tight choke, and it's Jazz Skelly. He should be grateful that he's even on the card. Davi Ramos defeated John Gunther with a rear naked choke. Devante- he just took him down and owned him. Davi Ramos, by the way, is like a super high-level, like, world-class jiu-jitsu guy. Okay. Also looks like he's on steroids. Could be both. Looks like, looks like, but obviously a jiu-jitsu guy would never cheat. Devontae Smith defeated Julian Arosa by knockout at 46 of the first. I don't remember it. And I watched on, it. But... On the fight pass prelims, Eric Shelton defeated Joseph Morales, split decision, and Mark De La Rosa defeated... Joby Sanchez by split decision. Fight of the night went to Yair Rodriguez versus Korean Zombie. Performance went to Yair and Donald Cerrone. So this was the case of the rich getting richer on this show, it sounds like to me. As it should be, yeah. <laughs> Forget those other finishes. Fucking poor people. Yeah. Be less poor and then you'll get money. Uh, oh, one thing I forgot to mention with Cerrone, Mike Winklejohn is still uh, pissed off at Cerrone. Did you see yeah, any well, of I, this stuff? I, I mean, obviously I do that they were upset because of whatever. Cerrone didn't seem mad at uh, Perry at all. Like, in fact, he was laughing at Perry at one point and seemed very affable towards Perry. I don't know what's up with Winklejohn and Cerrone. I'm going to guess that uh, between the two of them, communication skills aren't the strongest suit. Well... Cerrone was claiming like um, whatever Jackson's Jackson Wink, whatever it's called, the gym was bringing in like a lot of amateur fighters and guys who weren't real fighters, and it was a, he referred to it as a puppy mill at one point. And uh, obviously, the camp chose. I can't to go believe Donald Cerrone has a problem with puppy mills. <laughs> he went with Perry. Uh, the camp sided kind of with Perry and decided to corner him as opposed to cornering Cerrone. And Cerrone isn't mad at at Perry because Perry's training at that at that gym. He didn't make that decision. 
Winklejohn did. But uh, Winklejohn uh, said he's glad Cerrone's gone because Cerrone was a cancer and didn't help anyone train. He basically cut a promo on his Instagram account and uh, bashed Cerrone for, I don't know, a minute or two. Yeah, I, I guess I did see something like that where he's like, Cerrone doesn't really care. He's not part of the team. He brings his guys up or whatever, which is probably true. And I guess this is one of those things where two people, it's like a marriage. And sometimes people grow apart. It doesn't mean you hate the other person. You, you love them. You want to see them do well. But uh, you're going to have to go beat the shit out of their new lover. And that's what Cerrone did. <laughs> uh, Winkle John said, where was Cowboy Cerrone the last 10 years helping others at the gym? Nowhere to be found. He didn't come to our classes. Didn't even use Greg ja- Jackson his last two fight camps when he came he would grab sparring partners and then he would take those sparring partners back up to his ranch where he paid for fun free shit those guys would <laughs> sometimes go up there and stay in train and they'd lose hmm well i mean is Sroni was winning so what does he care and uh i like that winkle john's big argument is yeah well you made life too much fun for other people so fuck you Ah, Perry says his arm is not broken. Good news, but he has a MRI scheduled. So Mike Perry diagnosed it as being broken. Then turns out it's not broken. However, he's still having an MRI, so maybe it is broken. MRI, that's more like muscle and tendon shit, isn't it? Uh yeah, but like I guess like an X ray. Was... I don't know the difference. I mean, I guess yeah, that's true. I mean, it depends on how you define broken arm. Like an arm bar doesn't really break the arm anyways. It just hyperextends the elbow, which in mostly just tears ligaments. So it would never be revealed through an x-ray. So it could still be damaged and broken. Uh, but I'll defer to the wisdom of Mike Perry, MD. Uh, some other fighters who were very wise are the guys who fought on bare knuckle boxing. Uh, <laughs> world, hang on. Get, w, make sure you get world, the right. Yeah. World Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation. Uh, this show aired on fight.tv on Friday, November 9th. I want to get all our facts straight here. It, it, it is, it is uh, probably fitting that in the era of Donald Trump, we have so many bare knuckle fighting promotions that we can't keep track of them. In the main event in Casper, Wyoming, Chris Lieben defeated. The New York badass Phil Baroni by technical knockout at 119 <laughs> of the first round. Ah, oh, fuck me. I got to see this. It's pretty good. Um, it was a left, I think. And Baroni went down and just didn't bother getting up again. D- th- d- was it like he quit? I thought so. Was but... it boxing? Yes. Okay. It was bo- I mean, they could call it bare knuckle boxing. It could still be MMA. It's Wyoming. Bare knuckle fighting federation. Oh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, so maybe I, I want to have barefoot fighting federation. There's no, there's no submission finishes. I'm looking at the entire card. That's what you do. You should just have an MMA show and call it the barefoot fighting and see if anybody picks up on the fact that all MMA is barefoot. Yes. In the barefoot co- boxing. In the co-main event, Dakota Cochrane defeated Johnny Hendricks by knockout at 21 seconds. Did you purposely mispronounce round. his name? No. Oh, I think it's Dakota Cochran. I don't think that he emphasizes the cock in his name. Although maybe he does. <laughs> he was in gay pornos. Remember when somebody asked Dana White about that? Like, he was supposed to, Cochran was supposed to be in, um, 
what the hell? Like Ultimate Fighter or something? Yeah, I think Ultimate Fighter. Maybe he lost in the prelims or something, didn't make it. And uh, somebody was asking Dana about that. It's like, do, do you care about his history in gay porn or whatever? It's like, I don't give a shit about that. And like, you could tell he was like, even pissed the question was coming up. He got like, he didn't get defensive, but he seemed very agitated by, by the question alone. It was, it was funny. Look, I'll be honest. I would be, I'd be kind of a little if I heard that one of my fighters is also a gay porn star, yeah, my brain would just be like, wait, hold on a second. This doesn't make any sense. Is this safe? Because, you know, first of all, porn stars in general, not exactly the cleanest people. Mm. And I'm guessing the gay porn stars probably even have less to live for. So, I mean, if you're gay, and, uh, isn't he one of those gay for pay types also? So I'm not I bet familiar. He's, I, with I bet his... he's not really picky. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to say discography. What, what's it called? Your filmography. Thank you. His greatest hits. His highlight reel. His dicksography. Um, anyway, he won. He knocked out uh, Johnny Hendricks. So Johnny Hendricks' uh, career is not going in the right direction, I would say. What the fuck, man? I mean, look, set aside the gay porn thing. Johnny Hendricks Co- beat GSP. Arguably, yes. Now he lost to the... <laughs> Then he now he's lost to a guy that's probably sucked as many dicks as any female on the roster. Not that gay men can't be good fighters, but gay porn stars, I don't know how they have all the time. Oh, I thought you meant because women MMA fighters don't enjoy that practice. Well, it, it, it was kind of it, 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 it was a it was a six and one half dozen of the other. I admit it does work out well. I don't know if a gay porn star would suck more dicks than a regular woman, but I for sure more than like drained around to me. I'm also looking for other names on this card. Josh Neer defeated Mike Alderetti by retirement at two minutes of round three. I don't know Always if Alderetti retired for good or just in that fight. Isaac Valley Flag uh, defeated Corey Simpson by knockout at 110 of round two. And those are the only names I God, that's sad, man. I mean, again, we know this is how the, the careers go, and it's just a reality of the sport's finally old enough to see the sad, sad stories that you didn't see them in the 90s or the early 2000s because those sad guys hadn't become sad yet. Yeah. But I mean, some guys now, didn't go away. They, they hung on I'm, too long. Yeah, but like, I mean, now it's Isaac Valley flag fighting bare-knuckle boxing in right. Wyoming. I get it's what like, you're oh. saying. That poor, that poor man. What life choices did he make that this is all he's got? When I see these shows, though, it reminds me of, like, early UFCs a little bit. Like, it's a dark arena in Wyoming. Like, it shouldn't be happening. Uh, that sort of thing. Or something like the offshoots from UFC in the early days, like that extreme yeah. cage fighting shit. Um I, I, Some I of that watch, Russian stuff. I would watch all that old stuff back, back in the day because we had a black box and I could see it all. But um, oh, I've got all kinds of DVDs with old Igor Volchanchin fights from bare knuckle fights in Russia. Yeah. Which might be illegal in hindsight. Like, yeah, that might like be some gore fights. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Like, if, uh, if, I ever, if I ever run for president, that might be a tough one to explain. I think you'll have other issues. Yeah, probably. The show, for example. Uh, in another big fight, we had, uh, Moss... I promised to oppress black people. I shouldn't say I'm in an office. I shouldn't say that too loud. I thought you weren't working today. No, I'm working. Oh, I thought you said you had the whole day free. 
No, I just meant I was available at any time during the day. Like I'm free all day. Like I can pick and choose. Got it. I I, I just assumed you had been fired again. No, not yet. Okay. Maybe after the show. The day is young. Uh. We talked about Hungman Choi was returning to action after two years off. He was in a fight against a small Chinese monk named Yi Long. Uh, I believe... Uh, you don't need to describe Yi Long. Our, our listeners know who he is. I believe he was about two feet bigger, taller than Long. And the finish was interesting. Uh, Long went for a spin kick, uh, which would be at most people's head, but instead it got uh hungman Choi, possibly in the balls i, I the don't bottom know of his balls how his sack works necessarily it's big it's big it's big okay it's a big it's so, he's hung i <laughs> hung man Choi. anyway that might be his next career so cody uh what's his face there the Not fight cody. just ended at that point because Choi couldn't continue after the spin kick to his giant sack did they uh, presumably award the monk the win? Yes, he won. Yes, by he got the win. Yes, by knockout. Let me check. Like that doesn't seem like a very fair knockout. If if so, the people in Japan, those guys are fighting a really dumb style because turns out ball kicks totally illegal. Let's check. It says it took him out with a low blow. Let's I mean, see. maybe that's maybe that's just. Uh, it would be racist if you didn't give him the win because that's how they fight in China. Huh. This fight's not even listed on Hong Man Choi's Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're just getting around to verifying everything. It's weird how some things have him listed as Hong Man Choi and some have him as Choi Hong Man. Yeah, um, his last name is Choi. The Hong, Hong Dash Man is his first name. Um, Asian naming cult uh, tradition states for the most part, the last name is written first. So, like, so, in, in, in Japanese would be Sakuraba Kazushi is how they would always say it. We say Kazushi Sakuraba. So my guess is it depends on who the writer is and their uh, knowledge of uh, various cultures. I, not everyone's cultured like me. Cultured. I can't. I thought that was the finish, but I, I can't. Let's just say it is and move on. No, I'm going to keep researching this. I mean, right. everybody here at halfguarded.com, MMA and stuff, the podcast that you're listening to, we spend all of our time ensuring that you are up to date on the status of seven foot four tall giant balls. Mighty Moe. He's one of the biggest men. He's one of the biggest men in the world. And therefore, he is genetically superior, and we want to pre- preserve his seed. I can't figure it out. I'm chewing gum. Can anybody tell? I could not, no. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I can tell when you're smoking stuff, though, usually. I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes during the show, I can hear you sucking. I think everyone can hear me sucking during the show. Uh, next, thing you, next thing you know, I'm going to be knocking out Johnny Hendrix. Too much I'd suck. Uh, it seems like anybody can knock out Johnny Hendrix. Maybe... Uh, even Donald Cerrone's. Oh, just because just just because a gay guy does it, anyone can do it. You no, I'm bigot. saying Johnny Hendricks. Fucking bigot. Is on Disgusting. a career skid. It has nothing to do with Dakota Cochran defeating him. I, I, you got to imagine for a guy like Johnny Hendricks, down in Oklahoma. Yes. There's got to be a lot of people who went back and they're like, "So you, uh, 
Got knocked out by the queer, huh? Yeah. Did, did, did he, uh, did, did that, does that make you queer now? Like, I feel like Johnny Hendricks lives in a community that uses the word queer in a derogatory manner. You don't hear queer much anymore. Oh, there's good pictures of Hungman Choi grabbing his sack on this site. Oh, man, don't turn me on like that. <laughs> I'll send you the link. This is the gayest episode we've ever done. Yeah, there's only been a hundred or so. Give it time. Somebody in the comments wrote, there's one comment on this article, and they wrote, he's not an actual monk. <laughs> huh. First of all, I'm, a little, I'm actually a little disappointed that that's true. No, I, 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 maybe there wasn't a finish. Maybe there wasn't an officially announced finish. I can't figure it out. The fight's not Japan, listed th- anywhere. <laughs> things just happen in Japan. They just like, I had no official record. Else. Yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's up on a couple of websites, but it's all about the low blow. Watch the low blow here. And nobody, the fight ended after that. It didn't continue, but I don't know what the official decision was. We'll get back to you next week on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, check with our sources. Let's move along. Uh, Nevada is moving forward with approval of the updated unified rules of MMA, but it's leaving behind the most debated of those new regulations, Mr. Coughlin. At a meeting last Twi- month... Uh, instant replay? At a meeting last month, the NAC voted to approve a host of new provisions, including the adoption of the new unified rules. However, the commission, which regulates some of the biggest fights in the sport will not adopt the updated definition of a grounded fighter. Oh, okay. Great. Because the one fucking rule that we really, really want to have consistent absolutely will not be consistent. They're going to get someone killed with this bullshit. Someone's just going to get teed off and just murdered because these morons won't agree to the new rules. At least they took some of them. They They never should have changed the definition of downed opponent. It is. It was what it was, and everybody more or less understood it. Yes. And now, now they understand it even less, and yet they're more confused than ever. Can I be honest with you? I watch hours of MMA every week on average. I have no idea what the rule is. I don't even know. It used to be like one hand down, then you had to have your palm down, then it's two hands down. I don't even know. I don't even know. And the fighters don't even know. You keep seeing guys get kneed on the ground and shit. They don't know what's going on. It's like Chris Whiteman still has a loss from a knee that shouldn't have been happened. Yeah, from but it's a replay that shouldn't happen. But even that shit's weird because it's like when they throw the knee and his hand comes up, his knee's connecting. Like I don't even know how you like determine oh, I, it. I hate it. You know, I, I was I was just bullshit. Like uh, the second fight, Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen. Sonnen's on his ass against occasion. Anderson throws a knee to the and body. Hits the, so, yeah. It hits him in the sternum, which is legal. Right. But it shouldn't be legal to throw that fucking strike. Because mm. if you're Chael, what are your op- what are your options? You can tell you can tell yourself, well, he's not gonna be kneeing me in the head. That would be illegal. So I'll defend the body. And then he knees you in the head. Like you can't take that risk if you're a fighter. Right. Of, hey, I hope this guy obeys the rules, because if he doesn't this is like in baseball where if you catch the guy cheating, you go, ah, he cheated. I, I, I caught him doctoring the ball. It's like if you, if you catch a guy cheating in MMA, it's because you might be dead. Yeah, it's weird too, though, because some knees on the ground feel okay. Like you think about like GSP and Sarah because GSP is like not standing like Anderson was in the in the Chael case. It's like yeah. he's throwing those knees to like whatever, Sarah's thigh or whatever. Oh, it's very clear leg. that he's aiming it, yeah. It, it, it's But – it's essentially still GSP still standing over Sarah, who's a down fighter on all fours, still throwing a knee. It's like, it's one of those things that 
I, I think you either need to allow all of them or allow none of them. You I know? think we should just get rid of kneeing. Get rid of knees. All of them. All, no more kneeing in MMA. Even standing. Nobody's allowed. How about we just make it boxing? Let's just go back to boxing. That was really easy. You can use your hand and that's it. Yeah. Nevada's new regulations still have to be finalized with the Legislative Control Bureau and come back to the commission one more time. NAC Director Bob Bennett told MMA fighting, but they are likely to pass and become part of state law. The new definition of a grounded opponent has been a hot-button item since the Association of Boxing Commissions and Combative Sports voted to approve a package of new unified rules in 2016. Yeah, because before that, there was no controversy. The rules were supposed to go into effect in January 2017, but many commissions did not adopt them, with states like New Jersey, Missouri, and Ohio coming against the grounded opponent definition primarily. Well, look, when they didn't get Missouri, the writing was on the wall. Well, Missouri's the state that reversed that um, decision for um, that women's. Remember that women's fight with Tanya Evinger? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe I take it back. Maybe Missouri is ahead of the curve. I wouldn't (laughs) normally associate Missouri with progressive uh, approaches to life, but then again, it's taking. Look at Nevada. They're supposed to be uh, the front runners in all this shit. The forerunners, whatever the term is, and. it takes them like 12 committees to pass a rule. Think about how many people have to sign off in order to tell you what it means if somebody's on the ground or not. Right. It's crazy. How are the fighters going to do this shit? The new definition states that a fighter must have both hands, palms, or fists down on the ground in order to be grounded, unless a knee or anything other than the soles of the feet are also down. Yeah. If a fighter is considered grounded, then a knee or kick to the head of that fighter is illegal. So basically, uh, yeah, they they try to get rid of the deal where like you guys would stand up and keep one hand down and all that. Right. It's really hasn't been that. But it's not that big of a deal. Like it doesn't come up and, that often in a fight until it comes it up. <laughs> yeah, but when it does come up, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Um, so apparently that would mean in Nevada where most of the biggest UFC fights are a grounded opponent would still be one hand down that three point stance that guys would do. Yeah. Good, good times there in Nevada. Just don't even think about this stuff. Assholes. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Nevada did vote to adopt the other changes to the rules, including the elimination of fouls for heel strikes to the kidneys and grabbing the clavicle. <laughs> the heel okay. strikes to the kidneys foul has been a hang up for places like Jersey, Ohio, and Missouri. But De- Bennett said NAC doctors don't believe those blows generate enough power to do any real damage. Uh, I'm glad that the doctors in uh, Nevada have a different opinion on how the body works than the doctors in Missouri. Like, you know, getting hit in the kidneys fucks you up or it doesn't. Right. The new rule allowing referees to take points for fighters point. Wait, what? The new rule allowing referees to take points for fighters points their fingers out toward their opponent's eyes. And the altered language for judging will also be adopted in Nevada once the process is over. So the John oh, Jones Oh, it's always thing. good when they. Yeah, the finger poke, yeah. trying to figure distance, that sort of thing. You can't do that. <laughs> Uh, Still can't elbow 12 to 6. That's actually a good point. But you know what is legal? The 6 to 12 elbow that Yair did. 
Oh, that's a good. Ooh, I like that. Uh, and that's all the news from the Nevada Athletic Commission. There will be more news coming in December when we find out what's happening with Khabib and Connor. But Ooh, that'll be fun. That is always a good time. I'm hoping for some lifetime bans. I hope that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope that the commission makes sure to talk to Connor and be like, "So you've been under suspension. Tell us about these rumors of you agreeing to a fight with Donald Cerrone." In other news, Ben Askren and Scott Coker were clashing on Twitter over the last few days. Uh, In an interview with the Fight Guys podcast, Bellator president Scott Coker mentioned that there were talks to co-promote with Askren's then-employers one championship with the hopes that Askren could compete in Bellator's eight-man welterweight Grand Prix. Askren responded to the story on Twitter saying that he was only interested in fighting current Bellator welterweight champ Rory McDonald and suggested that the promotion's refusal to book that matchup meant it was a non-starter on his end. On Twitter, Askren wrote, "Um, well, this is about a half-truth from Scott Coker. I wanted to fight Rory. He said no. Simple. Coker responded, I know you're used to people not responding to you, but the truth is you and your team are only interested in a one-fight deal, and when we asked Bob Cook if you would fight in the welterweight Grand Prix on a three-fight deal, you didn't want to do it. I, I feel like these guys are literally saying the exact same thing. Askren wrote back, Scott, so what about my tweet was false? Coker <laughs> yeah. said, we would have given you Rory McDonald to start the Grand Prix and you didn't want to do it, which is fine. I just want to make sure the facts are straight and don't spin it like Rory and I were ducking you. You chose not to enter the tournament. I, I don't think Askren said that at all. It just sounds like Askren said, I only want to fight this guy. I'm Ben Askren. I'm not going to fight in this stupid dumbass tournament. And uh, Coker got mad. Also, what is this? You're used to people not responding. Is that because Dana blocked him? No, I think it was because fighters, he was calling all these fighters out and most uh, of them didn't respond to him. Well, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like you're in any danger of getting hurt fight Ben Askren. <laughs> <laughs> Askren closed out the conversation on Twitter saying, I think you are pushing alternative facts here. I can go back and look through old messages, emails, but this sure isn't the way I recall it. You and I both know Rory versus me looks very similar to Rory versus Gerard. Kellyanne Conway still has a job. Yeah. The alternative facts thing should have been like one of the greatest like political gaffes in history, it should have been something like follow Trump around forever. Everybody made fun of him for his alternative facts. Nobody even mentions it. Nobody talks about alternative facts. Well, what else, what else happened that week? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a bigger story. That that was early on. And I don't, I know I didn't really appreciate exactly what was coming. Yeah. I still don't. No, like all these guys who have been fired and stuff from the cabinet, and it's just like, no, you can't, even, you don't even remember any of them anymore. At the time, it's a big story, but it, it's always something new. It just comes so quick; it's crazy. I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of the. I think it is part of Trump's uh, legitimate approach to life, which is just keep it going. People only care about this stuff as long as you let them care. Mm. Uh, a couple fights announced. We've got TJ Dillashaw versus Henry Cejudo for the flyweight title at UFC 233. Yeah, I, I think they're just screwing with us now. I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense at all. This, none. They're getting, getting rid of this stupid division just to give TJ a chance to win that title. I, I don't know. So if TJ wins, is he going to 
Usually when you, usually if the guy's got a title and he fights for a second title, the understanding is he's going to give up the first title because he's looking around going, eh, this title's not good for me anymore. I need something bigger and better. But nobody's going to like give up the 35 title to like go beat up the non-existent 25ers. And usually if you're the champ, you don't go down and wait to a lower weight class to win the title. Usually you move up as like a challenge. You know, yeah, this I've, is a I've, weird I've, situation. And I also can't imagine TJ Dillashaw making 125 pounds. Like you look at him on the scales at 135 and he's drawn skin and bones. I don't know where that other 10 pounds comes from. Well, he said in the no, I guess that was Cody Garbrandt that he could make. Yeah, I never heard Garbrandt of. Has. I mean, TJ, maybe he can, maybe he's smaller than we realize. I, I, I don't know. I've never, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I don't think everything, the optics look good when the bigger guy is like, hey, I want to fight you, small guy. It's like, right. but he's smaller. You should beat him. You absolutely should win. That's the whole point of this. Now, if you're Henry Cejudo, it's like, hey, you got some balls here. You're, you're moving up in weight. Right. Um, Dillashaw is claiming that he is being paid a boatload of money to kill the flyweight division. That is a I quote. Hope okay. Actually, I, I stand I, corrected. That's not the quote. UFC paid me a fuckload of money to kill off flyweight oof. division. Okay, that's awesome. If that's really what he said. Okay, I, I like DJ now. I, I, I'm, digging, I'm digging his whole approach to life. Like he won the Cody Garbrandt feud. Now yes. he's killing off divisions. TJ Dillashaw, may, he might be the... Uh, might be underrated by me. UFC wants to get rid of the division, and they hired me to go down and close it and get another belt in the process. It's a win-win for me, man. They are paying me a fuckload of money to kill the 125-pound division and collect a second belt. It's game time. How fucking awesome would it be if Dana White told them, I'm going to give you an extra $500,000, but you better win this shit because I don't want to deal with it anymore. According to Cejudo, he is looking at facing Dillashoffer's 135-pound strap in an immediate rematch once he defeats <laughs> Dillashaw in Anaheim. Simply... That would be boss. <laughs> Just keep moving up in weight. Just that, beat him in I mean, every division. That, that, that would be, be pr- good. That, that's, that. like a, that's some John Jones type of stuff. It's like, yeah, I beat this guy once. I'm going to go up there and take his title from him now also. And I, and I hope Cejudo does it. It's like, I'm defending the honor of the flyweights. Uh, I just want to continue to grow my legacy. I believe I'm the best fighter on earth right now. By doing what I'm doing right now, I'm going to be able to prove it, to be able to have a belt in both weight classes. Eh, the best fighter on earth probably didn't barely get a split decision that he didn't deserve, but eh, six of one half dozen of the other. Well, I mean, he can claim that since he beat the best fighter in the world but he's a midget like you're 125 pounds and you're and you're you're a man like nobody's really nobody really thinks first of all no one thinks you're a human being i think you're just a child and uh nobody respects you because we can just put our hands on your forehead and we win i would like to see you against cejudo i bet i whoop his ass i bet i wouldn't you shouldn't be smoking at the office whitaker should be Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum at UFC 234 in Melbourne on February 10th in Australia. They're determined to get Whitaker to fight in Australia in the month of February. I mean, why this is fights? Be- I mean, I guess I get that it's me. And- you know, the Ultimate Fighter is still on TV. Yes, I've heard of like that. The, the, yes. Well, I mean, like this season, the other day I, I saw it on TV and go, oh, this season's still going. Yeah. I had no clue. It's amazing, like because I I don't understand who watches it. Cause it's just it, got to be cheap programming. 
no, I understand that. It doesn't cost much to produce, and maybe the networks make some money on it. I mean, literally, who watches that every week? Like, do you, I, I've, I've oh, never nobody's... met anyone who watched I mean, back in the day, obviously, people watch it. But now, do you know another single human being who watches that show? If I did, I wouldn't associate with them anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I'd be really embarrassed. I'd look at the guy and be like, really? Ooh. Like, ugh, that th- like the guy that religiously watches Ultimate Fighter has really greasy skin. Yeah, he, he has more mental issues than you realized. I thought you were going to say than me. I was like, yeah, that's probably true. That remains to be seen. Uh, so yeah, we finally have a date for that fight, February tenth in Melbourne, which is good because I mean, obviously Whitaker, I think he's from New Zealand, tech- technically, and moved to Australia or some stuff. There's separate islands. There's ocean between them, so I don't know if it's the exact same. But okay, I don't know if there's really. I mean, yes, the ocean is between them. I wouldn't say that there is an ocean between them. Okay, it's not like California to China, right? But yeah, that's an ocean between. Like you know, when like when you're missing your lover, there's an ocean between you. How not an not not like a not like a little stream. This is uh, it's uh, 225 miles. I feel like we already did this. Yeah. Holy shit, kilometers. 225 kilometers. No, this isn't right. This. How how many is it? It's sending you from the. This isn't helpful. Um, Can't you just look at a map? Do you know how to read a map with the? With it's the, uh... it's giving me like Central Australia, Central New Zealand to Central Australia, and it's saying how it's far is that? Four thousand kilometers, Ooh. but probably Sydney, which is on the coast, it's probably at least two thousand, two thousand kilometers away. What is that in real distance? I will Google that now. I mean, two thousand kilometers sounds like that's like Chicago to New York. I figure they're closer than that. It's twelve twelve hundred miles apart. Really? Yeah, you can't see it from the coast. Oh, well, never mind. There's an ocean legit- between them. I legitimately believe that you can see it from the coast. I'm not going to lie. I don't even think like, you couldn't even see Tasmania, I don't think. Tasmania is a we- Australia is fucking weird, man. They had all those yeah, like weird is. animals until humans came, like giant birds and shit. The Place megafauna, yeah. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Um, anyway, uh, this weekend. Still is. Because I, I like kangaroos and stuff, you mean? There's still weird stuff there, I guess. But oh, I also like the people are fucked up. <laughs> like aborigines? Let's run this real quick. I, I got about like 10 minutes to go, by the way. This weekend, we've got Bellator 209. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Patricio Frere versus Amani, Emmanuel Sanchez. Amani Sanchez. I like that. He should change his name to Amani. It's good. in Tel Aviv, November oh, 15th. Gosh, I can't believe it. It's in no, it's in Israel. Oh, I was already excited to see. To see. I've been like following Manny's training for months now. He's been talking about this fight on Facebook a lot. So mm-hmm. It's obviously a big deal to him. I didn't know it was in is. I didn't know it was in Israel. If I'd known it was in Israel, I totally would have tried to like talk to him ahead of time mm. and been like, "Hey, so uh, are they really Jews over there? Like, is it really like the Jews run? I know there's really Jews over there. I mean, are they? Are they? Is this really a Jewish front? Is Coker Jewish? Yeah, I bet he is. In I bet Askren hates the Jews. The semi-main event, Haim Gozali takes on Ryan Couture. I mean, I'm guessing that Haim is a Jew. I'm just guessing. Phil Davis versus Vadim Nemkov. 
another Vadim in the world. Ooh. Cindy Dandois versus Olga Rubin. I wonder if Olga, I hope she's really attractive. Because otherwise, yeah. Adam Koresh versus Kirill Sedelnikov. Adam Koresh? Probably related to David. Uh, okay. Might be his son. Boy, wouldn't it be weird if it was? Like how John, like how John Gotti's kid fights. Yeah, I haven't heard much about him lately. I just saw him on the news. I saw something about him the past month. John Gotti or the son? John Gotti the third. He's gonna fight the again. Grandson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on. I wonder set- if David Duke's kid fights. I feel like David Duke's kid will be an MMA fighter one day if he has Dave, children. David Duke's pretty old. He's like in his sixties, I think. Maybe his grandson will fight. Uh, on Saturday, November 17th, we've got UFC Fight Night, Magni versus Ponzanibio. This is the first show ever in Argentina, coming from Estadio Mary Turan de Vice in Buenos Aires. Neil Magni versus who? Santiago Ponzanibio. Oh, because oh, they got the local guy versus uh, the black Mr. Potato Head. That's what he looks like. He looks just like a black Mr. Potato Head. Interesting. Look at those ears. It's all in the ears. Who do you like in that fight? Uh, Magni. Interesting. Even though Magni's kind of one of those interesting ones in that he is both underrated and overrated. (laughs) Like, he's somebody that when you hear Neil Magni, you don't immediately think, ah, he's not, it doesn't sound like he's very good. Then you realize he is good. But then you start going, but he's not that good. But he still beat Kelvin Gastelum. Or lost to him, one of those. I don't know. He fought him. Ponzinibbio is on a good run in the UFC. He's won six in a row. Um, most recent wins are Nordin Taleb, Gunnar Nelson, and Mike Perry. So he's on. Is that a, not bad? Yeah, decent little run for he, the he Argentinian. I would guess that he gets taken down and submitted, though. Mm. We'll see. Ricardo Lamas versus Darren Elkins in the semi main event. Boy, this is. This fight feels like it should be taking place in Evansville, Indiana, not Argentina. Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Johnny Walker. It's a good thing we made sure to note that it was uh, Khalil Roundtree's son and not uh, Khalil Roundtree himself. I like. I want to know more about Johnny Walker. If it's Johnny he, uh, Walker Black, Johnny uh, Walker uh, Red. I hope he. I, okay, if they don't have him in the red corner, they've really missed an opportunity. <laughs> Uh, Cesar Fajera versus Ian Heinich. Wait, wait, wait. Johnny Walker, what weight is that? Light heavy. Oh, damn it. If it was at lightweight, it would be perfect. Because then he could fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> that would be good. I don't, I, I don't think scotch and Irish whiskey should, should mix. Exactly. The winner would be the only adult beverage in the UFC. Maybe Johnny Walker can get down to 170. Conor would take the fight then. True. Uh, what else? Guido Canetti versus Marlon Vera in Sydney. Uh... Let's, let's just let's just hold up on the uh, Italian slurs there. All right, come on. Cynthia uh, Calvillo versus Pollyanna Botelho opens Ooh, the I like card. I like Cynthia Calvillo. Me right. too. Wasn't did she get suspended for weed or something weird? I think so. she had something weird, like some really dumb suspension, and I was surprised. Because I thought, boy, well, she'll come back. She's really young. She's like 21. Then she's like 
29 or 30. Here we go. Calvillo defeated Carla Esparza on December 30th, 2017. She lost the fight unanimous by unanimous decision with all three judges giving the bout to Esparza. After the fight, it was revealed that Calvillo had failed an in-competition drug test for marijuana metabolites. As a result, she was suspended by USADA for six months. But the ability to reduce the suspension to three months by completing the USADA-approved drug awareness program. The NAC later extended this to nine months. Wow, that's a real dick move. <laughs> I think we talked about this uh, Probably. back when it happened. But yeah, basically USADA was going to give her three months and Nevada decided nine. She got suspended in December of last year, so now she's back in November. So that's clearly what happened. I'm always glad when Nevada does something like that, just to remind me that as incompetent as USADA might be, it could be worse. <laughs> and Calvillo is 31 years of age. Jeez. Uh, on the prelims, we've got the shortest welterweight on earth, Michelle Prezeris versus Bartos <laughs> Fabinski. Michelle Prezeris, he feels like he's from Argentina or Chile or he's something. He's Brazilian and on roids. Uh, it's all the same. His nickname is Tractor. I'm sure he's I'm sure he got that for because of his intellectual pursuits. It's still not as good as Bate Estaca, pile driver. Or what about what did we think that it meant? It was like it was like it was like it was like uh like ground puncher or something weird like that. Yeah. I get I cement mixer or something. Gotta give a shout out to my Brazilian coworker for alerting me to her nickname. What's up, Brazilian coworker? And at flyweight, we've got Alexander Pantoja versus Oki Sasaki. Huh. Humberto Bondane versus Austin Arnett. Loriano, what weight does that add? Featherweight. Okay. I just at, want to keep track. At welterweight, we've got Loriano Staropoli versus Hector Aldana. And on the fight pass prelims, you've got Devin Powell versus Jesus Pineda. You know, everybody makes fun of WWE for giving their guys new names, but these guys all need new names. And in the opener, we have Nad Naramani versus Anderson Dos Santos. All right. Uh, Anders, Anderson Dos Santos. Well done, Brazil. Just well fucking done. Hey, I'm going to be watching that first prelim yelling, go Nad, for sure. That's this week's show, everyone. Thanks for listening to MMA and stuff on halfguarded.com. Next week, we should be back regular time. Uh, we'll do some stuff next week, too. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. Bye. Get up, cocksuckers. It's all over. Listen, we had a rough couple of months. Fucking Katrina's cousin Maria. The other one, Puerto Rico, Houston, fucking Florida. Listen, it's been tough up to now. The earthquake in Mexico. You know, the White House, whoever the fuck is going on. But it don't matter. They want to shoot. It's time for us to fucking shoot, cocksuckers. They want to get down and dirty. Don't forget who the fuck we are. You understand me? We're the baddest motherfuckers out there. 
You send a message to that fucking North Korean. He's gonna be sniffing my dick and sucking my asshole. That's the focus. We're going to North Korea in like a year. It's gonna be an island. It's gonna glow in the dark. You know why? Because we're Americans, cocksuckers. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? Stop with the gun control. They're selling more guns than ever the last three days. Stop with the fucking whining. Stop with the Russians on Facebook. I don't give a fuck. Worry about yourself. Keep your eyes open. And get the fuck off Snapchat and fucking Twitter, cocksucker. Stay black.